If you can stop talking for 10 seconds, that would be fantastic. You want to hit the start timer on there? You want to hit... You want to start podcasting, genius? Hey, Biff, what did the letter O say to the letter Q? You know, I should be able to figure it out, but what did the letter O say to the letter Q? Dude, your penis is showing. <laughs> I'll, I'll win you back with this one. Hey, Biff, no, you won't. No, Biff you won't. How, how can a woman scare her gynecologist? How, how how can a woman scare her gynecologist job? Become a ventriloquist. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Carnival Personnel. The gang is all here. I'm Jacques. Uh, this is Biff. I refuse to openly laugh at that last funny joke. <laughs> In the fear that it might encourage you to tell further jokes. Uh, this is the first time in way too long that the three of us has got to uh, yeah, chat. Yeah. This is Joe. Yeah. <laughs> it is Joe. I blame time zones and uh, my poor planning. Well, I just, you know, and I've had all kinds of just stuff going on. So, yeah. Uh, but it's been a minute. Uh, so we'll get right into it. Biff, did, uh, did you get a chance to check out last week's podcast? You know what? I haven't. I've loaded it down, but yeah, I got to check it out. It sounds really it sounds really cool, right? Uh, you know, it's not your music per se, but I mean, you're well aware of who Public Image Limited right. is, well, Ministry, yeah. Yeah. Nine Inch Nails. And right. and the long story short, you know, this amazing guy, Martin Atkins, um, yeah. you know, at age 20 joins Johnny Lydon's Public Image Limited. Uh, writes their co-writes their second album, which is their quintessential. You know, has uh, "Anger's Not an Energy," "Rise," uh, "This Is Not a Love Song." Right. Their biggest, biggest hits. Turns out, you know, he goes on, and you know, he's a touring drummer with Nine Inch Nails. I mean, right. he is a cornerstone of right. the the industrial music revolution. Mm. And what a sweetheart! Absolute sweetheart. Yes. And you know, I'm a huge fan of all of those um, those MTVs, you know, behind the music kind of stuff. So really, you know, with when it comes down to just all that, what happened with bands, what happened with music, you know, that like that, I'm not really that genre, you know, you know, I don't really care about the genre too much. You know, the, the funny thing is, we I tell the whole story how management found his private little museum he started in Chicago a couple years ago. We talked about that. Right. Uh, and then, honestly, you know, the big thing for me is I – so I research. I know who he is. I love those bands, yep. especially yep. – probably Pill the most. Pill is probably the band, you know, I really liked the most at the time when they came out. But then doing research, it was the summer of 89. I'm still playing junior hockey. I'm going to Fitchburg in the fall to play hockey. But I'm at my then-girlfriend's house, half asleep on the living room floor, 2 in the morning, watching 120 minutes when, like, a whole video comes out. Right. I honestly, 
you know, you, you all have those moments in your life where you're like, you can point to this changed everything. And that video, the next day I went out and borrowed a set of drums I never brought back, switched my major from history to filmmaking. And then it turns out Martin was a drummer in that video. Like, oh, like, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, um, and before that, the last, you know, sideshow that we did, we had a comedian on um, Steve, you know, Bjork. Uh, who right. who I've been a fan of for a while, and I'll let Joe talk a little bit about going and see him last week. Oh, what a wonderful event! It's much better than going to see that boring old Saturday Night Live that we would have. Oh, done. oh, that's <laughs> right. Um, I would have much rather. I much rather would have gone, and uh, much happier we went to the. I think it's a. I think somebody called it an attic in <laughs> in some sort of like. A, Knights of Columbus type of clubhouse. I don't know what you call those places anymore. Um, to see a few comedians do a comedy fundraiser, an annual comedy fundraiser. So, and then they were all great. All the comics were right, great. Right. Steve was sort of the, the, the headliner there and was the headliner. But, um, you know, it was, it, yeah, it was a very diverse audience, I think. Um, <laughs> got a lot of um, different types of white people. You had your rednecks, you had your crackers. <laughs> You had your pasties. You had all sorts of yeah. You had people from both north and nor more north, uh, <laughs> New Hampshire. Um, no, it was fine. It was it was great. And the, like the the in jokes of the towns, like I didn't know New Hampshire could be that specific. I thought you know, yeah. <laughs> but all in all, it was a good time. And uh, I, I yeah, I I'm a fan of Steve Bjork. Uh, you know, he did the podcast and was just, just awesome. Like I said, my sister years ago had said, Hey, you're going to really like this guy. We saw him a couple times. The chat we had was just fantastic. And as Joe and I are driving there and my sister met us there, which was nice. As we were driving there, it kind of hit me that this is this is what I'm working towards doing these gigs, you know, and I said that to Joe. It's going to be interesting. I've seen these gigs a number of times before, but this is the first time since I've really gotten back into comedy like seven, eight months ago that the next rung up on the ladder is. Well, this is two rungs up on the ladder. It is. It's these. <laughs> it, no, seriously, it's these local fundraisers. It's the Knights of Columbus gig having a fundraiser for this high school band well, I think or... it's only two rungs up the ladder like this is like seven or eight i mean you there's a lot of rungs that i think you might be overlooking no I, I would say this is two and it's like the cruise ship is three now okay. when i say that joe i preface it and i'll put it in biff's term uh, the, the each rung up the ladder is going from junior a to <laughs> AHL to hockey level terms to, right. to NHL or in baseball right. like yeah you know I mean there are some kids who can go from high school baseball to single A or you know you know a year or two of college baseball to single A and then the jump to double A uh, the pitchers are pitching from you know 85 miles an hour to 90 and the triple A guys are pitching 90 to 95 
the MLB guys are pitching 95, but they know where the fuck the ball's going, <laughs> you, you know? And so each each rung up the ladder is, you know, Joe, it's like your old basement steps at the Lucian. Like, the first step might be two or three inches. The next step is 12 in the step after. So, yeah, so this is a couple rungs up, but it was interesting, and Joe nailed it. The uh, diversity outreach was not robust. It was just... It was, but it was fun. And, but this is it. This is it. It's like 50 white people in a room having fun, raising money in this case for Alzheimer's. And yeah, Steve was the other comedians were really good, but Steve is definitely, I mean, Steve by choice or by, you know, circumstance in his life easily is one, two more rungs up like Jim Colton who we had on who does the cruise ships they're on the same level as funny and polished and professional jim just has the life where he can go away for a week and do a carnival cruise line right 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 yeah tilt your camera up i'm seeing i'm seeing more chin than i wanna all right there we go all right so so yeah so i mean you're doing the um you know the um the Lemmy Motorhead up, you know, looking up. <laughs> Ace of Space! Ace yeah. of Space! R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> great documentary. That documentary on him is fantastic and sad. Mm. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting going there. And I have um, I have a lot of thinking to do with my phase two is because I set some goals when I started this out. And breaking it down six months, one year, two years type thing. And um, between, you know, I'm, I'm about eight, nine months in. I have a big booked show. Well, booked at this level, a Mondo Comedy show. It's my third time right. going. It's my only booked show has been Mondo Comedy, but I've got to go up there three times. And, you know, this Steve has headlined this. So when I say, yeah, the difference between me doing the Mondo comedy show being three or five comedians or two or five comedians versus being the fourth one or Steve. It's a a great jump up. I definitely understand that, but I'm really starting to think about, okay, what is the next phase? And part of the next phase is uh, Joe and I've been talking about this Biff. I don't know if you're aware, but I'm uh, vastly becoming the king of dead media in the greater Lowell area. King of dead media, like what, like print media or something like yep, that? Like, yeah, yeah. yes, check, check. And what, what else? Okay. What, 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 what else? Uh, radio. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Could you, could you be just a little more specific? Uh, like uh, FM radio. Ooh. Oh, swinging a miss. They're gonna remove them from Teslas. <laughs> AM oh. radio. The answer we were looking Is for that was right? AM. We would have also huh. accepted ham. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, I, I, I you, you know, know, you know the irony of that, right? Like, you know, who listens to AM radio, right? Are the oh. anti anti woke crowd, right? A one hundred percent the sleep, and like, and you know, the guy running Tesla is the you know now turning into the prince of anti woke, right? So one thousand percent, and it's kind of yeah. Yeah, it's, well, a it's, anti, it's a little anti. Uh, it's counterintuitive, you know. Like yeah. you would think you would put more AM radio, like only <laughs> AM radio, <laughs> in Tesla. No, he he actually has um he actually has uh the uh like an app that connects to all of your AM radio stations through the <laughs> internet, right? <laughs> it's oh. funny. So about a year ago, I talked about it on this podcast how. I got into a battle one day with a local morning show on the AM station, which is good. Look, it's all local politics. It's, you know, they have the school committee people on. They have the city council guys. I've actually am quickly becoming friends 
with the city manager in this town um, for for a variety of reasons, which I think I'll have on as a guest pretty soon. Um, Tom mm. Golden, yeah, he's a great guy. Like honestly. Uh, I won't go down the wormhole. He helped out with something when he was a state rep a couple years ago personally, and then he's become the city manager. And the last two times I've gone into this radio station to promote a comedy thing, he had done a hit like a half hour earlier, so he's still at the station. So I hung out with him this this morning. But, yeah, uh, the AIM radio station has reached out to me and asked me if I can help. And part of the next phase of what I'm doing is producing shows. And they have a weekly show by a vet, an 11-year vet of the military, an 11-year uh, police vet who ended up getting hurt in the line of duty. And he has a, a organization called Hidden Battles, and it's a veteran first responders PSD support group. Okay. And so I'm going to be putting on a comedy night for them. Uh, I'm going to tell a gynecology joke there? Oh, yeah, I'm leading off with that. Uh, oh, but it's interesting. Lord. You know, uh, where I'm a bleeding heart, and I'm really honest, it's like, yeah, I am not a fan of the military. I'm not a fan of cops in general. But, <laughs> but like, you know, like I've explained yeah. to my sons when they're like, you do so much for the military. It's like, yeah, I do stuff for the people in the military. Like, right, I, right, right. I, I resent that the budget, like if, if education could just have one percent of the military budget i'm not a fan of raytheon or larky martin but the poor saps who come from towns like lowell who get sent to places they can't point out on the map yeah, it's, a, I, it's like you know i have plenty of catholic friends they're great people but the the church right. another story and so it, count and those then, guys out to sponsors, by the way. Buy Lockheed Martin. <laughs> buy Raytheon. Well, buy Halliburton. Did, did, did I ruin Raytheon. something that you had you going, burning Joe? burning all these did, bridges. Did, did you burned the bridges before they had a chance to bomb them. Anyway. <laughs> but, but I did. I you know. So talk to this guy. You know, he's he was saying that a lot of first responders don't seek medical or mental right, support right, right. because they're afraid, oh, you're seeing a psychiatrist. Well, you might not be fit for duty. And and right. a lot of people hide it, you know, and then the stigma of like, oh, I'm a big, tough vet. I, you know, I don't need this. You know, like that's for that's well, for wussies. I, I, I think mental health in general. Right. I mean, that's, right. that's not just and that's certainly just not with them that in general. Right. People, you know, I mean, they're still like you said, the stigma to it uh, and, it's you know, and not easy to find either. Like, you know, it's not necessarily that easy to really deal with so yeah so so that that so this is kind of i'm a these are my words it's kind of like an aa for helping vets and first responders seek right. out mental health right. and, and and a less formal traditional way but still getting the support they need so right, right. so that's one well, of the next yeah. my next phase is like okay well i've become friends with a lot of comics um a lot of, you know, newer comics like I'm working with and, and there's a lot of, you know, it's like the, every talking to a lot of people, there's like a new wave every six to eight months and the wave that I'm in, everybody that I've become really good friends with seem to have started at the same time. Like what what's that thing, Joe, where like two songwriters will kind of write a similar song at the same time? Parallel thinking. Parallel thinking. There's a lot of parallel starting off for this. So so my next phase is interesting. I also had a our conversation with a guy named Dante the Comic, who I've been friends with online for a couple years. Right. right. He's a social justice warrior in Los Angeles. Yep. 
he was first season, the runner-up in Last Comic Standing. He's a 30-year touring comic. He also has a management company where he represents about 30, I'm sorry, about 300 comics and performers. One of them, J.J. Walker, so, nice. which I think is... Dine O. Might <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. So circling back, yeah, Joe uh, Biff. Uh, the the local newspaper, the Lowell Sun, is doing an article on the comedy scene here and these different events. I've met with the writer a couple times. She's coming to Mondo Comedy next okay. Thursday, and now the radio station. So yes, I've become the king of dead media, and this very and the third largest market. In Massachusetts. Mm, that is impressive. <laughs> or it might be fourth. I don't know if it, yeah. it's definitely Boston, Worcester, and then it's Springfield and Lowell, or it's Lowell and Springfield. I don't know. But uh, either way, hey, I'm in there somewhere. So There you go. Uh, and speaking of, uh, of delightful and a little sad, um, the Beaver Cup. We, yeah. we, we haven't got to talk about that. Why don't you let Joe yeah. know about the Beaver Cup? Yeah. Well, so the Beaver Cup is is it, you know my i had a friend who who really aptly said that caltech athletics is where you see you know the, the some of the most serious um uh sportsmanship going on among the worst talents and that's what the beaver <laughs> cup is you know where essentially it's caltech versus mit and you know a bunch of nerds trying to play hockey but in, in all fairness um you know mit tends to be you know they were traditionally traditionally better because they had their own rank and they had whatever and Caltech is tiny compared to MIT but we had our last one and um and this has been going on since like the mid 80s where somebody's somebody had this bright idea hey we're both you know technical schools we're both you know the beavers we should play each other and so Caltech traveled to MIT to play at their home rink and i think our initial game got shellacked like 14 to 1 or something like that so the first few beaver cups Caltech just got killed I think we Caltech didn't win their first Beaver Cup until about maybe the twentieth one. Who knows? So, but but recently we've been a lot better, partly because MIT is still using the old geezers that played in the eighties, plus a few younger recruits, and then we managed to find some younger guys. So, and that's what kind of helped us this time around, where we, you know, the the my co-organizers and I, we've been doing this for a long time. We said. I think we're done. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I was hoping that you would say so because and so the MIT wants to do more, but Caltech side said, you know, I think I think let's call it call it. You know, we had a few years off with COVID. It was kind of a shit show, and we did our final one. And so for a final one, uh, we played an epic game. It was a close game throughout, but we ended up winning the game three nothing. So um, as it stands now, you know, this is like one of those things where. Like in a lot of these college um, uh, competitions, right? Two two colleges play each other for a certain whatever trophy, and then the winner gets to keep the trophy. So it seems like maybe we're kind of semi permanently keeping the Beaver Cup. So wow. there you go. So Biff, did I meet you through Caltech or through? No, Friday it was night? it was neither actually. I okay. Think it was, I think I think you were in a team called Doom in Burbank with natalie and i think that was i was never in a league team until really no i the only hockey i played was the essentially friday night and a little sunday so i don't know if i met you through hafen when he asked me to play for caltech or or if if hafen so the long story short show i when i got when i got roped into the caltech world I don't know if you were the goalie, but Biff, it was the biggest uh, yeah. shit show ever. 
<laughs> no, I mean it. Uh, yeah. First of all, let me take a step back. Every person I've gotten dressed with and hit the ice with, with Caltech, wonderful. And, and, and I mean it. To, <laughs> yeah. to, to a man and woman, I never yeah. did not enjoy the Caltech people. Yeah. And they always welcomed me in. It, it was fantastic. But yeah. in the late 90s, yeah, for a few people who don't know, yeah. my starter wife was a professional hockey player. And she and I got asked to come and work out with the Caltech team. At the time, Biff, there was seven or eight players. Yeah, eight often, players. yeah, yeah. And there, very, on good days, we had 11 or so. There were, yeah, but there was a couple people who, oh, there's a club hockey team. I'm going to – and and didn't know – and I'm not being funny or exaggerating. Didn't know how to put the equipment on in the locker room. You know, there was one guy, I remember, getting undressed after the game, uh -huh. and I'm like – are you wearing blue jeans <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, underneath his hog, his shin pads in his pants. True, true story. True story. And, wow. and so, and then, so in the, in the, when I got out there in the mid nineties, you still had people saying, Oh, I play college hockey back East. Uh, I'm from Canada. I'm really good. Yeah. And within a shift or two, Honestly, within a shift or two, if somebody hasn't played for 10 years, there's so much rust, but they know where right, they're right. supposed to yeah. be. Yep. And, and, and they'll have a move or they'll do something, and you're like, okay. And then the next week, or sometimes it's four or five shifts later, the hands aren't there, yeah. but you know, they, they know how to shoot. Right. They, they're not right. maybe – but there's so many yahoos who would come out saying, oh, I played here and there. Yeah. So some asshole – yeah. Inside the Caltech world thought, oh, for the first time ever in the late 90s, they're putting together real teams. Uh, UCLA is fielding a team. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arizona State is fielding a yeah. team. USC is fielding yeah. a team. And these are schools of 20,000 plus people. Out of the 20,000 plus people, yeah, you're going to have 20 people who played high school hockey in Michigan, Minnesota, right. Illinois, yeah. and, and, and we're playing. And we played teams that had 20 people on the bench, matching uniforms. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I'm on the bench with, you know, the wife at the time, Hafen, who at the time was, was getting okay, wait, wait. Hafen was not the wife. Just, just, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But, but hey, there were moments where it blurred, yeah. uh, but no, I mean, Hafen, absolute sweetheart. Uh, we will have him on. I still think he's a spy, but he was okay. He, but yeah. we had a game, we had a game somewhere. Was it like San, one of the San Diegos or something like that? Or where, like, yeah. I remember. Where they just, yeah, they went all violence on you, right? Well, well no, that, that was that was when I was a, was a ringer for the Los Angeles Fire Department. Oh, okay. Playing the uh, San Diego Fire Department at a big fundraiser down there. In 20, it was about 2,000, 2,500 people yeah. at that. And that got out of hand because San Diego beat L.A. every year by eight or nine goals. And now all of a sudden <laughs> they didn't like that a girl. And it's funny because the ex-wife, she was always, oh, look, a girl. She's playing. That's cool. Hey, she's pretty good. Hey, that's yeah. cool. Hey, she's better than me. Fuck that bitch. I can run her. You know, and then it's like, well, good luck because she grew up breaking horses. And we'll this in Montana, she can handle herself, but then she had this. Anyways, with yep. Caltech, there was one game, and we're down six or seven to nothing yeah. at the end of the first period. And I remember 
I felt like being an asshole, but I came to the bench and, and I was a little better than I am now. And I said, and I wasn't kidding. As soon as I get the puck, I'm going to skate as hard as I can behind our own net. I need you guys to get the fuck out of the way because it's harder getting around you <laughs> than because they literally didn't know where to go. So I said, every yeah. time I get the puck, just go right to the boards and stay there. Yeah. And we, and we, we were losing like six to nothing, seven, nothing. We ended up losing like 11 to 10, 10 to nine, oh, wait, wait, wait. but, but it's like, and, and like Nat probably had like eight or nine yeah. points. I don't know if Riley, cause my ex-wife's little brother, you know, junior a level yeah. player. I mean, not a great player, but, but probably he skate, he the skates, fastest skater yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah skates well, like the wind. Like, like had, had, had yeah. like, you know, had like, you know, junior C level hockey IQ and maybe junior B like shooting and passing, but absolutely AHL level skating, like yeah. absolutely the win. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's so, so that was the team. And then I remember when I lost my shoulder the first time we are, we're playing USC or UCLA yeah. now. And we only had like eight or nine players and they have, and, and there's kids on that team in between every play coming over asking yeah. me, Hey, on this play, you went here and uh, asking me to coach. And then like, <laughs> the, like the assistant coach came to me and said, yeah, the coach came over and asked if you want to come coach. I'm like, no, but, <laughs> no. but thank you. But I lost my shoulder in that. I, I yeah, tore the yeah. labrum. I had oh. to go back out and play. Now I told Biff, I'm rounding up. Uh, this is the end of the, yeah, the Caltech yeah, thing. Yeah. The, the guys from MIT, and I have so many friends who went to MIT and I have so many friends who went to Caltech. I failed out of high school and yet I'm surrounded, but it was always a wonderful thing. And then we would go out and, and just have pizza. And it was funny because when we started playing, I don't think you had a little one yet. No, no, no. And That's so it, it was, it was fun. It was like the, yeah. the people from MIT, it was a guy's weekend away, and then it became a guys and girlfriends or guys with their wife, and then the kids started coming out, and it was really nice to see over these 25 years. I'm, I'm bummed that I wasn't part of the last yeah. game. We are going to have one – I've asked Biff to reach out. There was one guy at Caltech who all of a sudden shows up one day, really thick accent. Yeah. A little stoic. The guy was a little. Am I am I saying it yeah, right? Sure, stoic, yeah, stoic? Sure, At first, yeah. like the first yeah. couple years. Yeah. I've I've played with, I, gosh, who you know? I played with some of the best people in the NHL. Yeah. The guy Paul Lagoire yeah. had the number yeah. one draft pick. Who was the number oh, Alexander one? Draft pick? Dake. Alexander Dake. Alexander Dake. Dake. Yeah. I've played with the best of the best, so I know how good I'm not. I played with some monsters. Yeah. We've had NHL guys. Yeah. I played with. I played with. You know, Marty McSorley, one of the premier yeah. tough guys yeah. through the 80s and early 90s. Yeah. This guy that, that played for Caltech, his name is Pavel. Again, you know, having a, a dad who became a bodybuilder in the yeah. 80s. I've never been around a stronger human being yeah. <laughs> in my life in the late 90s yeah i'm 200 pounds i'm in great shape i'm a couple years out of playing real hockey and when and when this guy started to come to practice it became a one-on-one -on -one game <laughs> and and i'm a little faster than him um he's twenty thousand times stronger than me i mean i i remember fighting for the puck in the corner and and i'm pretty good it's like I can either come out of the corner with the puck or at least keep you from coming out of yeah. the corner with the puck. He would just pick you up, 
just literally. You, you, just... Know, you know what the you know what the saddest part of it is is that, and you know, and let's wrap it up here because we've been kind of, kind of rambling. Saddest part of it is, is that Pablo, you know, previous to that, didn't play for about two years because he shredded his knee. Like his his knee was so shredded that he just refused to you know play, and then eventually he said, "Ah, screw it, I'll I'll come back and play again." So I, he he was that with a shredded knee. So just imagine when he didn't have that shredded knee. Oh, and, freaking and, monster! So he wouldn't play hockey at all, and the only he would play once a yeah. year at Caltech. Yeah. And the first period, useless. The second period, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the third period, at least two or three times a game, he said. I'm going from here to there. <laughs> God help anybody who gets in the way of now. Now, Biff, yeah. w- without giving his whole story, how did he wind up coming to our fair country? Well, you know, basically, he, um, let's just say that he lived in a country called Czechoslovakia, hmm. and um, and and then one day he wasn't living in a country called Czechoslovakia. Let's just say that. Yeah, it's something out of a movie how he got here, yeah. and, and, and a tribute to his strength. And now for something completely different. I mean, I don't think I'm asking that much. Just now go, wind up, monkey. This is a test of the Conroe Personnel Emergency <laughs> Podcast System. The podcasters in your area, in voluntary cooperation with state, local, and federal authorities, have developed the system to keep you informed in the event of an emergency. If this had been an actual podcast, the, the rambling you had just heard would have been followed by official boos and hisses. This concludes our test of the Carnival Personnel Emergency Podcast System. This is only a test. No, no hold on. Boo! <laughs> you guys, try to contain your excitement. Joe already knows, Biff. Joe uh-huh. already knows. My management, who uh-huh. just got back from a three-day music festival in Vegas with two of her best friends. Right. Uh, she had a great time. Strange New yeah. World, a bold new world, a bunch of... A sick new world. Sick new world. Right. Thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah. A bunch of one, two, three hit wonders from the 90s kind of huge, uh-huh. huge festival. Yeah. You I got shouldn't your say Sister one. Hazel. You got your spin doctors, I'm guessing. I don't no, know. No, no. More... more um, no, oh, no, I'm blaming the only the, na- the lamest top forty band. Sisters of Mercy, uh, System of a Down, like okay. you know that that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, they, oh, you they, know who else? Is, you know who else is on on the bill? Is a Lacuna Coil. Do you know who Lacuna Coil is? I do not. Oh well, you should. They're they're fantastic. Italian kind of goth metal. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of goth did, there. A lot yeah, of goth there. So that's she must the band, be, uh, yeah. That's the band mean, James and I gotta go see tonight. Your oh. management must be exhausted after this whirlwind tour, and probably wants to stay home and you know, kind of just crash with the family. You know, she did. She did go on a hour bus ride to do a four or five hour kayaking thing. That I'm like, all the times we went to Vegas, why wouldn't it do this? Absolutely gorgeous, amazing, fun. Yep. She had a great time. Yeah, she just got back the other day. Yeah, she's gonna spend time with us, except. Taylor Swift's in town, and she was like, maybe I'll, she'll go to concerts by herself. And she was hesitant because, you know, there's no – she can go to almost any concert, walk up to the ticket office, and get a face value ticket. That's right. – she's done that around the world literally. But this, she's like, yeah, there's nothing under three, 400 bucks, and she doesn't want to – and the whole thing is Gillette's a huge hassle to get in and out. If it's a two-hour window to get in and a four-hour window – Oh. Oh, she's playing the stadium. Yeah, she's oh. playing the stadium. She's the hottest oh. ticket of the summer. And um, and then uh, she was, and it's funny because she does. In two weeks, she's going down to New Orleans to see 
I think Duran Duran. Then she's got to go to Chicago for work, but there's a band in town while she's there that she's looking forward to seeing. She won Madonna tickets for August a while ago. So she has a lot of concerts. So she's like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to go. It's not the end of the world. I've been gone. I got two. I got a fun trip and a work trip coming up. I'm going to stay this weekend. And then her old boss calls her today and says, I got you an extra ticket for Taylor Swift tomorrow. <laughs> and it's not somebody my wife would generally want to spend 10 hours with. <laughs> yeah. But, for but they're going to yeah. Uber there, which is going to, it's honestly on a good day. Yeah. On a not Patriots playing day, it's 45 minutes to an hour to, to get there. <sighs> yeah. I well. don't know what capacity. So if the, if, for a football game, it's 80,000. I don't know what capacity for a concert is. Is there another 5,000 seats here? Probably, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah the entire the field, field, right? Yeah. You know, I, you know, so, and I remember, like, just listening to the news, they were making a big deal. Oh, the city of Boston, MBTA, is adding an extra train. Tickets are going on sale to get the train from Gillette to South Station. By the way, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the shoddy MBTA, adding an extra train is like adding an extra chair on the Titanic. Right. It's, it's, like, it's <laughs> 3,000 3, extra tickets because they usually only run one or two trains out there. But they're like, oh, we're going to run an extra train. Train tickets sold out within five minutes. Yep. Like everybody was online in the queue just like they were to get these tickets. Yep. So, yeah. So, her, her, so it's great. So, she's getting to see Taylor Swift for free. She's getting to see, you know, Madonna this summer for free. I, hey, but we got to see Steve Bjork. We did, we did, we, we didn't get to go for free though. We, you know, but hey, I it, went to go. I got you, to go for free. You know what? You, <laughs> but you spent a lot of time with me, so uh, as, as my friend, you know, Chris would say, our Resident Evil expert. You know, the most expensive thing in the world is free pussy. <laughs> <laughs> he has said that more than a couple times. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so so she has all these, you know, concerts going up. And and luckily, you know, that we're not paying for a lot of these tickets because we would hit our debt ceiling. Well, that um so it would sound like a segue to another topic. <laughs> yeah. Luckily it's not. Luckily we're actually gonna talk about something completely different. Yeah, no, there's not why why even bother talking about it? There's yeah. you know what I mean? Who fucking gives about? a shit? I don't even know what fuck you fucking debt and what you a nerd over there. Talk more about the beaver cup. I would like to talk about the beaver cup. So so uh catch us up. What 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 has been happening that we haven't been able to talk to you lately? Right. Well, you know, there's the uh the NHL playoffs. Nope, those aren't <laughs> happening anymore. Just like Superman Four doesn't. Superman <laughs> Four never happened. Superman Four. Never Godfather happened. Three. Gosh, good thing. Thank goodness. After after Godfather Two, they said, you know what? We've told the story. Yeah, that needed to be told. Right. Yeah. We're done. I mean, you, you know, know there, there are only three Ghostbusters movies, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, they you know they try to pull you back in, but <laughs> but no, what, yeah, what, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah. So, there, so I'm at watching this other sport. Um, uh, Schmocky, so you're watching Schmocky. a Schmocky of it, yeah. Schmocky, that's it. That involves a lot of these southern teams and stuff like that. So, you know, nothing to do with hockey because there's no, no hockey. A lot of banjo. American South. Yeah. Instead of Oregon, they bring banjo. A lot of you know, it's like barbecue and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 exciting. But more importantly, and I'll post this. I always say I'm going to post it. I don't. Uh, this is for an audience of one. Joe. <laughs> All right, I'll leave. Today, Joe, mm -hmm. 
I got an S on professional level of Resident Evil 4, <laughs> which means it unlocks the only it, it's the biggest pain in the ass. Like I didn't want to go down this wormhole, but it unlocks something. You it did. unlocks a suit like there's an IA character that follows you around that you're kind of protecting and it's annoying because they keep getting kidnapped. Uh, oh, it's by, like, like one of those escort kind of missions. Right, right. It's a president's daughter. You got to go in, get her, get her out. Uh, and every time you turn around, it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> you were right behind me, and now this bad guy's carrying you away. Uh, you can put her in. Uh, I can now get it. I unlock the suit of armor, which they can't pick her. Like when they try to pick her up, it's it's hysterical. It, they keep <laughs> dropping her, and you can throw her hand grenade and blow up everybody around her no damage to her because half the time when that character dies it's friendly fire because you know she's being carried away and if you don't shoot the guy carrying her out yeah and if you use accident. the wrong caliber bullet and it goes through him and like hits her it's like <laughs> gosh darn it so, so you just yeah, throw in an iron man suit and call it and just fly her away and so i haven't played yet i haven't played the um I have not played the yeah. Gotham Knights, which I'm looking forward to, but I wasn't going to play the new Star Wars game until I saw the commercial with Mark Hamill, Ooh. and now I'm like, God damn it, Mark Ooh. Hamill, stop making me love you more. I don't know if you saw the new for Jedi Survivor. Is it Je Survivor? Mark Hamill does a, uh, does a commercial with the guy who's the actor in the motion caption suit for the game. Okay. <laughs> well, that's and, cool. And Mark Hamill is pissed. <laughs> they didn't give me two lightsabers because the guy has two lightsabers. Right, right, right. And Mark Hamill's like training him, and the guy's finally like, "You know, I can't really use the force, right? I'm just an actor." <laughs> the commercial makes me want to go out and buy the game, which I did. And uh, wow. and then today, management, she's home. She's kind of doing the. I got the small window to be home, be Superman. And she's putting together the computer that all the pieces came together for my kid just before she went on her trip. And she tried to put it together before she okay. left and yep. it didn't really work out, which uh, yeah. it made it, it made it like all the excitement of Christmas morning. It's like, well, Christmas morning, we'll have to wait five more days. So, uh, uh, uh. so which the good news and the bad news is that now pees up freeze up the ps5 because, yeah. and i like the last couple of weeks uh, the time i've lost it's like okay drop invested, the kids off at school invested and, you, know, you have to look invested. at it positively invested but uh but anyway so so that's my gaming thing what, what about you joe how's how's the lucium 2.0 coming uh it's uh it's pretty stable uh, and I, I did make an addition to it, Ooh. And, as did about 30 million Americans oh, last uh -oh. Friday. I bought the new Legend of Zelda, mm. Tears of the Kingdom, which mm. is the sequel to the much-heralded uh, Switch game Breath of the Wild. It came out five years ago. And um, it, what's funny is I bought Tears of the Kingdom, the new game, uh, last Friday. There were three people ahead of me. This was like three in the afternoon. I put it on reserve, but I went to go okay. pick it up. It was three in the afternoon. There were three people ahead of me also getting Breath of the Wild. I'm sorry, Tears of the Kingdom or Zelda. Right. And like two more people behind me. And I guess there were like hundreds of people there in the morning, like just picking up the game. So this is like the game of the year for so far. 
this new people loves the Zelda, and this this is a fun Zelda. It's it basically it's a it's a direct sequel to the old game. What made Zelda what made this last Zelda so special? If you're not familiar with it, Zelda was you know the old Nintendo game, yeah. and you do explore and it's kind of fantasy oriented, but it was very you know confined uh, to you know like a limited amount of space, and you know it was right. kind of linear, or, you know whatever. But this was like a real open world 3D adventure where you get really granular. You know your character Link could. Uh, climb mountains and swim and like do all these sorts of things that oh. he couldn't do before and now it, they just made it so that now you can do all those same things but also do other things like you can um, project yourself through anything with a ceiling you can jump through and like land on top of you know you just like project yourself through the ceiling and even if it's like a skyscraper, you can just go right up to the top which is cool oh. and another thing is you can build literally anything like with like magic crazy glue you pick up something you attach it to another thing it sticks together you can make bridges you can make boats planes hovercrafts uh you pick up a rock attach it to a stick make a hammer you know that sort of thing so that it encourages a lot more uh creative building uh, which is fun um so yeah people are having lots of fun with it i myself haven't played it yet because it's not five, <laughs> it's not five years from now so why would i play the game that just came out i by the by the way have just beaten the previous game brother of the wild <laughs> a couple of days ago because i was encouraged to you know or i was inspired to actually pick up my save game from checking my save file four years ago the last oh. time i played that game um, but I finally beat it, nice. and, and I'm only 20% of the game. So you beat the game, oh. and there's still 80% of things to do. And you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe well, I will. But my my younger my younger son is enjoying uh, Tears of the Kingdom with him, and his, he, he's playing it. And his, he's is it a multiplayer or is it a one player? One player, but okay. that's really it's you don't want other people involved no. in the shenanigans. I get it. I I'm not. I, I as much as I've fallen down the wormhole, I really want to get the S on professional on uh, Resident Four. I'm not doing all the mercenary side missions. Mm. I, I I you know I I I got the suit of armor, and that's really what I wanted. And now I can. Move on with my life, and <laughs> by move on, you mean? Well, it's funny because what what's what actually is fun. The little guy whose whole world has become soccer, which is great, absolutely right. great. He's playing FIFA, and he's really learning the game, which is interesting because, you know, I have a friend, my old bass player who lives in Austin, John. He coached his son's junior high basketball team last year. And the first few games, they were not playing well and they weren't communicating. And he had a team meeting and he's like, I hear you guys play Fortnite all the time because that was his rule in the house. His son could play, but he couldn't have headphones on. So he could just kind of monitor the talk and make sure you're not playing with toxic people. And he's like, you guys don't shut up. I'm going over here. Cover me here. There's something there. You go left. I'm going right. You know, and he's like. He said, he said, everybody get NBA 2K. And for the next couple of weeks, I want you guys playing that. And, <laughs> and they did. Nice. And they ended up nice. 
being almost unstoppable because they all understood positioning and passing and, and they applied that. And so, you know, when, when my kid got this and he's been asking to play that game, he loves the fact that he can make his own avatar, that he could put himself on Manchester United. Uh, He loves the fact that, because he's fallen down the tent lasso rabbit hole, the fact Mm. that you can play as AFC Richmond, uh, you can now play as Wrexham. Like, you know, Ryan Reynolds is now in the game. Uh, oh, my God. All the handsome white men. Oh, my. It's gorgeous. Not not handsome. Dude, don't don't undersell <laughs> I'm it. Sorry, don't, you're, do you're not. Right. Like, look, we, we, we play with a European soccer store named Crazy Lakes on our team. And seriously, I don't agree with a goddamn that guy says politically. But am I right, Biff? He's a gorgeous man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, head to toe. He li- like Taylor started calling him the European soccer star because of how he's built and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's definitely somebody who plays on Man City, you know. <laughs> uh, but but he loves it and it actually has helped him. He was so thrilled the other day. He was late getting to the car pickup place because where practice is, it's a half mile walk mm-hmm. over a hill. And I had to drop his brother at one place and come back. And and, and finally the coach comes by. I'm like, where, where, where's, you know, where's Squishy and Lucas? He goes, I've told him the wolves are coming because it's in, <laughs> it, it's in this huge open thing in the woods, yeah. a half hour North in, in, in New Hampshire. He's not kidding. And then when he got up there, he was so excited because after his practice, the coach asked him, can you go work with the 10 and under team? Because he's on the oh, right, 13 right. and yeah. under team. Uh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, can you go run the drills with him? And as you know, when you teach somebody something else, when you run, it cements it in yours. It yeah. helps you understand it. Um, you know, the, he got named team captain at the last game. Um, he scored two goals in his last game. Nice. He's not great yet, but he – he loves it. Um, you know, he's and, and it's so funny how many people have come up and just said because he has the the, the hair that goes all the way down right, 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 past right, his right. ass. How yeah. many people on both teams you can overhear? It's like just watch that kid run. Because he does. He, <laughs> he does run like a gazelle. Like yeah. not always in the right place. <laughs> and, and he has a little Friday night line two in him where he's sure he's open and calls for it every single time, no matter how many other teams' jerseys are surrounding him. <laughs> you know, he has a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, well, you know. You know, you know not, not that we've ever seen that when we play hockey or anything. No, no, he's he, he's he's convinced that no one's paying attention and no one's passing yeah. to him yeah. while he's open. But yet, I haven't seen a lot of passes, yeah. and that's that's a that's a lower level hockey thing, Joe. The guys who are always screaming for the puck uh, have an allergy to passing. So <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, they're, they're con- so high. <laughs> They, they they will never pass. They, they, like, they are sk- they are skating black holes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know they'll they'll take such a wide bat shot that it will wind up on a yeah. player's stick, and it looks like a pass, but that was an accident. But he's getting it and and playing FIFA, and it's really nice. And what's really nice about the friend he, they're the only kids from Lowell who are playing on this Nashua team, so they're kind of really mm-hmm. bonding. And this kid that he's friends with. It's quintessential lol. He's the only English speaker in the house. His parents are from Brazil. The kid is such a sweetheart and such a good influence. It's like, yeah, he's worth the extra hour drive every practice to go get him and take him and back. But, you know, video games can be used for good, apparently. Right. Yeah. Oh, sure. Who knew? Oh, who knew? <laughs> well, uh, well the, like, like I think I thought like a lot of places are using Minecraft for some use in some 
education related stuff. I don't know too much about the uh, whatever, but you know, I understood they're doing some of that with Minecraft. So you never know. And it's I know great. they used to show, yeah, they used to do Oregon Trail, which is a horrid, horrid game, but that's oh, it's a wonderful game. I learned about all sorts of dysentery and <laughs> you know, I know I learned how to how to drown in a river uh, because I didn't, you know, Mister Harpoonie like swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Harpooni is teaching me to be impatient. Oh, oh, look, just to circle back to the Steve Bjork uh, interview, let's say he was awful and didn't like us and wasn't friendly. He starts the goddamn podcast by saying, hey, is Carnival Personnel a nod to Steve Martin's a jerk? Yeah. We could have ended the podcast yeah. there and it would have been yeah. a top three yeah. podcast. And 90% of our respondents said we should have. Yeah, you're well, right. That's said. true. Well, don't leave. Don't read the comments our wives leave. Um, <laughs> no, so so uh, mo moving on, but staying on the same topic, I started watching this documentary because I don't know enough about how soccer works, the different leagues, and and what FIFA is, and I because of Wrexham, you know, I know about the the systems in in Great Britain, the Premier League, the Champions League, but there's also a Champions series which is the 55 european nations with professional leagues at the end of everybody's season there are 55 european nations yeah wow how fucked up is that like i did not know that you know yeah. or, or 55 leagues you know uh, you know okay. that, that that are confirmed leagues that real that have right. like minor league systems and, and all this right. stuff and it's confusing that oh i got signed by man city but i'm on loan to liverpool it's like wait a minute it's like so the 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 ducks signed this one defenseman and they're out of the playoffs two months before and he's not gonna play for the la kings they're just loaning him to he's the la him. kings for the season but then they're gonna play against the ducks next week anyways so there's a documentary and as i'm trying to learn i'm like you know what i'm done with american sports ag price has price is right has been trying to get me into soccer for her now that my little guy's in it and because of all the apps because peacock the uh -huh. the streaming service peacock covers the Premier League? Well, yeah, because NBC had had all the Premier League. Uh, yeah. And so all the games are on live or you can watch them on tape later. But right. then there's an app, BN Sports, B-E-I-N. And it's a French, it's a French, it, it's the ESPN of like Europe, but it's based in France. Uh, okay. So they cover the French League and La Liga, okay. the Italian League. And so, uh, but I'm watching this documentary and it's like, holy shit, I knew that Saudi Arabia is starting a league and that Ronaldo, you know, arguably right, one right, of right. one of the two or three goats right. at the end of his career is making more money than he's ever made by going over and playing in the Saudi league. And people are like, yeah, that's right. blood money. Like, like, is it live golf or live yeah. golf? Live golf. Yeah. Live golf. Yeah. Well, so I'm watching this documentary and it's a four part thing. Well, so far there's four episodes. I don't, know how long it's going to go it's called right. the super league okay. so what happens is every year there's a championships league where the 55 recognized professional sports leagues throughout europe have a tournament like like the, you know right. like the ncaa and it makes something like eight billion dollars it, it's it's watched more than all american sports finals put together and the money, 95% of it trickles back into youth soccer, 
the, the, the different leagues, it supports the next generation coming up. It's why, you know, right, right. it's why, you know, it's like the NFL. How the fuck can San Diego and Green Bay and Cincinnati, these small cities, have good teams? It's because, you know, they've leveled the playing fields. You know, Portugal, Portugal is not a big country. It is not a rich country. Not a smart country. Not a you know, smelly country. Not, not a clean country. No, not, you know, not, not a why, why, why did you choose Portugal, by the way? <laughs> uh, because that, well, because Portugal is just a soccer powerhouse. They, I, I equate yeah. them with like the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are a tiny city that yeah. should not have one of the best teams historically in football and the number of amazing i think is ronaldo is ronaldo portuguese or messi no i think oh, ronaldo no. ronaldo no, might well, be well, portuguese it's not so much maybe he speaks portuguese because no 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 but that's the thing it's like so many amazing players because the way the money is filtered down that that these smaller countries and these smaller leagues actually have a shot like you know a couple years ago they did they they had uh they had a worst to first a team that was like two tiers down made in the championships league it was like remember in the world series a few years ago there was one team that salary was like 40 million for the team playing the Yankees who were like 400 million dollars right 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 and they won so that can happen but this documentary is all about how the six or eight biggest teams the richest of the rich right. the Manchester United's the Man Cities right. the Real Madrid the St. Pierre in France have said you know what we're the, really the big drawer why don't we leave and form our own league. Oh, right, 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 right. You know, okay. it, 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 you know, it's like in any sport. You know, it's like, oh, if they, if the six biggest market team said, yeah, the NFL's nice and all, but why should we revenue share with the Green Bay Packers? Why should we revenue share with the Cincinnati Bengals? They can't afford to compete with us on money, and you know, the Dallas Cowboys can be five and twelve. And that right, stadium right. is going to have 110,000 sure, yeah, people every absolutely. fucking – the San Diego Chargers, well, who are now Los Angeles, the San Diego Chargers made the playoffs six out of seven years, and six of the following opening games, home games, were blacked out because yeah. they couldn't sell out. But yeah. the, but yet, because of the way revenue, oh, okay, well, we're going to split the TV money evenly. Right, right, right. And it's like – and now it's this documentary. I'm like, oh, just as I'm getting into the sport and understanding it and loving it, now I find out, oh, you're as big a pig fuckers as the NCAA. I mean, well, you know I mean the baseball. I mean, Jesus Christ. But yeah, for, oh, by the way, I'm taking away not only my um, man card, I'm also taking away my Portuguese card because I just looked up. Yeah, Ronaldo is a Portuguese. Thank player. you. Why, why you do go. I know? No, because I'm I knew a, he's great. I know he's dirty. I know he's lazy. I, so I yeah. all, all the things. He wow. up all the boxes. All the signs wow. were there. Wow. He's also shiftless and uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't trust him with children. So you know, what yeah. yeah. But but he's just the last like, carnival person. I'll thank you for doing it. But, but listen, you know, look, listen, listen. The sport is the sport, but the organizations that you know frame it are essentially just you know corrupt. They, yeah, hell. they're yeah, they're run by corrupt people. Right, corrupt right. horrible people, you and, know, that's, and that's why the you know. Saudis would be perfect. No, seriously. Right. Well, I mean, here's here's. 
Here's the good thing about the NHL salary cap. Here's the salary cap. Here's the floor. You can't spend under this. And the NFL, here's the salary cap. You can tank for a year if you want. You can tank for a couple years, stockpile that money, and then sign somebody. But in baseball, where there's no salary cap, honestly, and I mean this. I'm not being funny when I say this. Why the fuck does the Pittsburgh – um, pirates even bother to field a team because there are yeah. some years i mean they're they're a historical team they got this great park they got a fan support but they're like the am radio of major league thank you <laughs> you know what so maybe maybe i'll adopt them as my team or maybe they'll adopt me as their spokesperson because but no but in, in major league baseball not only is there a salary cap there's no floor there's nothing that says an oh they have a luxury tax pitch. right is there, is there a luxury tax? Like the so luxury, right. You... So, so if the Dodgers want to go over the salary cap, yeah. it's like, okay, if you want to go over the salary cap, you can give more money to us. But that money then doesn't go to the smaller teams. Oh, I thought it did for some well, reason. It does not? But, okay. but that's the thing. I don't know Because yeah. before the salary cap with the yeah. NHL, I don't know if it was a while. There was one team that truly had a salary of like under 10 or 12. It was ridiculous. <laughs> what they And they weren't a real NHL team. They weren't trying to be an NHL team because, but that's why, that's why the NFL, as awful as it is, they understood 30 years ago that, you know, unless all these teams have a chance that they're, they're, these teams are going to go away, that the fan support's going to dry yeah. up, that, yeah. you know, if Green Bay, who started the NFL, cannot compete with the teams in New York, the teams in Los Angeles, the teams in Dallas, so that's why they have a floor and a cap. So this soccer thing, what's really sad is, yeah, the smaller countries that have produced some of the greatest players, because the way the money has always been distributed, it is not going to be there to develop these teams. It's not going to be right. there for the next. So, and, and that's, you, and you listen to this one side of the fence saying, well, and it's true. It's like, look, you know, if Dallas, if Dallas is shitty, but they're still the highest rated team in football. I mean, they yeah. won, they went almost 20 years without winning a playoff game, but yet they had four or five primetime games a year because everybody wanted to well, see yeah. them. I mean, they're still like, the, the, you know, the basically, you know, one of the basically top five at all time, probably right. top two, the, the, top two, right? The Patriots are not going to be good this year, but yeah. they have five or six primetime games. They have yeah. 17 games and five or six are Sunday night football, Monday night football, yeah. you know, primetime games because, you know, the legacy will carry another five, six yeah. years. Yeah. But but that's the whole thing. It's like if, if Green Bay can't compete, if, if, if the smaller teams can't compete, what happens in five, six years? And so that's what people are worried about. It's like, okay, this, this Saudi league is going to pay ungodly money to get talent just to come take their blood money. At the same time, right. this championships league, if these, if these six, eight teams break away and start their own league, how much does that really screw everything down the line. So right. the documentary is interesting, but it's kind of sad because it is fun. I understand the game now. You know what? I kind of almost sort of know what offsides is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's ambiguous. It's yeah. so in layman's terms, you you can't be behind the last defender before the ball's kicked. Well, right. But but if the guy 
it, you know, if you're if you're in a sprint with the defender, once a ball is kicked, then you can have like a breakaway, yeah. but you can't be behind the last defender. Um, so I, I am. I'm learning the rules. I'm loving that my son is loving playing. Um, I'm loving that, you know, uh, he this is the first thing that he's ever done that isn't, hey, you're going to be late that he's in the car <laughs> the horn saying, right. you know, let's right, go. Right, right. I want to yeah. be there a half hour early. Maybe I'll get to work with the kids today. It's like, dude, you're a kid. what are you talking about? So, anyways, that that's my sports thing. Uh, but TV, let's wrap up, get into TV. Um, my friend Joe, or I might say, well, well, we'll see what happens. It, it, it could be my friend Joe. It could be my former, <laughs> my former friend Joe. <laughs> Jay, why don't you tell people why our friendship is on the fence? Uh, let's see. It's uh, honestly, you, you, I don't know what you're talking about, Barry. Oh, yes. Yes. Good old Barry, the HBO series starring Bill Hader, uh, wrapping up its fourth and final season. Fifth and final? Fourth and final, right? Oh, my God. I'm so stupid. Yeah, it's four seasons, eight episodes each season. And uh, they have two episodes left. Uh, this uh, this season's been quite the nail biter and head turner and, uh, and kind of, you know, eyebrow razor. But um, everything's coming to a head. Uh, Barry... Uh, Barry is um, probably going to pay for his past sins, um, but we don't know yet. We don't know for sure. But I asked, I implored, implored Jacques to catch yeah. up. Um, so because I've been watching it weekly, and it's okay. only eight episodes. You know, it's just, it's a breeze. You know, each episode's a half hour long. Jesus Christ, like a dream. Yeah. And um, you know, y- you'll barely notice the anxiety. And, uh, <laughs> As I watched the last episode, the latest episode, I was having anxiety thinking of Jacques and anxiety <laughs> watching <laughs> this episode because, you know, um, things may or may not happen and you just don't know. And in this, the way they tell a story on that show yeah. is second to none. Um, but yeah, so we got a couple episodes left and um, it'll be, it'll be, uh, I'm sure it'll be very uh, memorable. Um at least until the next thing comes around. You know, it's it's when the wife and I got into Dexter late. So we jumped on board season three, going into season four. And as I'm watching season one, I'm like, well, I know there's a season two. He's not going right. to die. I know there's a season three. He's not right. going to die. Right. And it's like, and with Dexter, like with Barry, if he's going to die... It's going to be fucking horrible. (laughs) It's not going to be, oh, he parked the car in the garage and drifted himself to sleep while listening to Barry Manilow songs. Mm -hmm. Or or, let's go with Ario Speedwagon. I want to take issue. Uh, Joe said Barry, you know, with Bill Hader. Uh, I'm going to say it's the show Barry with Henry Winkler. But that's me. I'm a big, you know, Mr. Kusinow fan. But uh, seriously, Henry Winkler is amazing yeah like a- absolutely i mean absolutely. everybody is pretty yeah everybody's amazing in this, right There's, in this show even the kid actors you know have yeah. been like eh, i mean know? even it's like i want that to come out of that that did you remember that oh. scene? Yeah. <laughs> so you know and that's not what you thought she was gonna say she was gonna be like oh you know Right, oh, you're right. You expect that's one our Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get through one goddamn podcast without referencing Hitler? Oh Jesus. God, I think our you Hitler know, count is up to 300 straight episodes. Anyway, you were saying, Piff? <laughs> no, see, you know. So I loved Barry, and I was watching Barry, 
and then we decided to cut the cord, and I no longer had HBO. So oh. I literally watched like like the first four episodes. I want to say, I said, "Oh, this is great." But don't you worry, know? you don't need HBO yeah. uh, in the coming next month because you can then subscribe to Max. Yeah, whatever. Another another streaming service, right? No, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's not HBO Max. No, no, no. That's no, no. Not, is it with. HBO no, Go? Is it HBO Go? No, and it's not HBO Now or then. No, but, um, it's but, HBO. Yeah. It'll just be Max, which right. includes, but it's not limited to shitty reality programming from the Discovery <laughs> Channel. Um, and uh, by the way, speaking of uh, TV that's going away, I saw an article that Disney Plus is cutting about twenty or so sh- shows to. Mm kind of do the same thing that Warner Brothers Discovery was doing was writing off these lower performing streaming shows to you know say cut down their bottom right. line and right. i guess that by saving 2 billion dollars they're going to lose like shows like the willow series that came out uh there was a show called big shot with john stamos as a girls basketball, basketball coach, coach yep. um you know but like a lot of those disney plus series are just kind of going away or series that had moved to disney plus from other well that that, that that's the, that's the upsetting thing it's like you know um hbo had folded in all the dc stuff yeah and it's like oh instead of this being here and that being there why don't we fold it all under one roof so when we kill it yeah right like there's supposed to be a, a penguin series coming out right or is there you know <laughs> Oh, but I mean, you know, in all fairness, right? I mean, this—it's like if, I mean, when we were growing up, you know, you the here are the channels, or here are the essentially the sources of new material, right? And now there's there's so many, right? I mean, it, at some point you're gonna this is gonna have to happen, right? Because there's just too many providers, and they're each doing their whatever set of things, and they're all trying to find their niche to get the you know get their viewers. But in the end, right? I mean, it all has to. You know, I, I haven't we kind of oversaturated like just by sheer numbers yeah and this I think, is but, on top of the fact that like sports are just bananas right now so. yeah I, I mean i think you're right in the in the great streaming wars of the 2010s there was this clamoring of just getting content to get yeah. people right. to subscribe and it was the bait and switch it was kind of like okay yeah. we got them we got them to subscribe now we got to cut all this shit because there's no way we can sustain all of these things at once. We yeah. can't keep all these original programs well, on well, at once. Well, he, guess what? We never had the plans to keep all of these right. uh, going on at once. So, so here's the matrix. Here is the calculus that, that they follow. If you didn't subscribe, okay, you like this character. You like Nick Cage. Right. And Marvel's going to have a Nick Cage series. If you didn't subscribe because you weren't a Daredevil fan, and oh, but you like Nick Cage. By the end of the second season, if you didn't subscribe, you weren't going to. On the other hand, right. if you jumped on board for Nick Cage, well, now you're watching Daredevil. You're watching Jessica Jones. You're watching, oh, all the Marvel movies are here. Right. You're not going to unsubscribe because they canceled it. That's why, honestly, it's it's less than 10% of the streaming shows got a third season it had to be a mazel it had to like daredevil was the only one that got a third season in the marvel uh tv series because it was that big of a breakout thing and and that's why so far that character for the marvel tv show on netflix 
bled over into the MCU and was in the last Spider-Man movie because it was, but it has to, it has to be that big. And so, so many people know that, yeah, most likely writers make sure you're wrapping things up at the end of season two. Maybe this means that we're moving more toward a British style of television structure and series structure where it's like, you know, every 10 years, a series comes out of three episodes and, you know, like kind of like Sherlock, you know, like they, it, 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 it's a very limited series, but it's quality television um, and it's not, you know, quantity over quality per se. Right. So maybe mm. we'll get something a little bit more curated, but I don't know. Uh, but my, my guess is we'll probably get more um, competition or, you know, ice trucker fishing, you know, whatever the fuck. <laughs> ice trucker yeah, fishing. You know. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I've been working out a bit where there's so many dating apps we don't need anymore except my new dating app, which perfectly matches you with your perfect dating app. You know, and it's like, there's so many systems, like the streaming things where it's like, it's like, that's the nice thing about Joe's Plex and my friend Mike's Plex. It's like, yeah, they curate, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, Mike likes this? I'll probably like it. Oh, Joe likes this? Pretty good chance I'm gonna like it. And <laughs> and I'll check I'll check those. Are you watching anything? No, you're not watching it. It's just all hockey. No, all actually, time. no, no, actually no, because now now we have these days off, right? So actually on my one day off, uh, I started watching beef. And so I think I will continue to watch beef. Oh yeah, and, beef uh, was uh, it was really good. Yeah, so we'll go from there. Yeah, what, I started what, you know, in honor of on? uh so I, uh, that is on Netflix. I yes, think. Right. It's on Netflix. Um, but it's you know you know in honor of you know uh, AAPI whatever month History Month. Um, some basically you know it's one of those uh, because it's AAPI they've been pushing it. So this is um, with uh, Ali Wong and um, um, uh, what's I can't remember the guy from the, the guy Park. from The Walking Dead. No, no, I, thought it was, I was like the I was like you know, was Randall Park is in everything. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's. Uh, uh, some Jun, Stephen Jun, or something like that. I, I know who you're talking about. about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so that's why I started watching it. Uh, you know, pretty good so far. So we'll see how it goes. There's a little bit of controversy uh, with one of the cast members, but you know, it is what it is. So yeah, not like the Flash, oh. right? Moving on. It's, different. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit different. <laughs> do we have a parenting tip out of either you fine gentlemen? Uh, I, if I forwarded you my parenting tip, did you receive it? <laughs> did you hit refresh? Check your, check, check your junk mail. It might be in the junk. Junk? Oh, why? <laughs> well, if you can't find it, then I, I'm sorry, I can't uh, divulge. Oh. I, was, I was going to have you tell you my. I was going to allow you to give the public my parenting tip on my behalf. I see. But uh, I see that was a little convoluted and probably went nowhere. But anyways, it it killed thirty seconds. Biff, what's okay. your parenting tip? My parenting tip, um, you know, uh, I have a child that's willing to drive and has his own ATM card and uh, bring back food because that creates a huge uh, level of inconvenience for all of us. That's about <laughs> it. Uh, my parenting tip is, although you want to, although you've been waiting years to do it, uh -huh. the I told you so doesn't help. Just be happy when they turned a corner. And I've told my little guys for years, it's like, you know, how long do we have to do jujitsu? It's like, until you can keep me from putting you in the car or until you have something else that you find that you love. 
And both of them over the last couple months have kind of turned a corner. The oldest one is so excited because he got hired as a lifeguard. Um, he gave up his February vacation, took lifeguard training through the city. It was 50 hours. It was, it was, it was, he spent more time at lifeguard training over February vacation than he would have in school if he had school, but it was worth it. And, and, and now he comes to me a couple of weeks ago and says, Hey, can we sign back up at the Y so I can get ready? So I can get in lifeguarding shape. Cause it's a different animal than going. And he's like, do I have to do this? And it's like, no, cause he found his own thing. And the little guy, same thing with soccer. It's like, once they found their own, I'm going to stop signing you up for shit. Once you find, so try it. And then tell me yep. how much it sucks, but try everything. And yep. now they're in a better place. And it's so hard for me not to say, yeah, I told you, you know what I mean? I, I made, but, uh, but don't, don't, because uh, looking at the notes, uh, makes you a prick. <laughs> um, <laughs> makes, oh, also doesn't help anything, <laughs> you know, oh, causes animosity. Wait a minute. This list of reasons why not to say I told you so is pretty phenomenal. So my parenting tip is just be happy when they turn a corner uh, that you accidentally might have helped nudge them in the right direction once. So, and that's it. And I'm done. There you go. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you for uh, good to, finding good to the see time. all you guys. Both good of to you see guys. you as well. Yep. Um, and I know you have a hard out soon, so I'm only going to take up 10 minutes of your time by rain. Good, good. Um, Jacques, we failed to mention that we also watched the, uh, the, the documentary Chop and Steal, which was, uh, I thought it was an entertaining addition to our, uh, our night of, uh, you know, odd TV viewing. Uh, look up Chop and Steal. I won't even give you the rundown. Just Google Chop ampersand steal with an E at the end. And you won't be disappointed. Uh, also, uh, who knew that Jerry Lewis hosted The Tonight Show for a brief period of time in the 60s? I did. And now Jacques <laughs> does. Because I showed him one of the episodes that's on YouTube, which is chopped up into multiple parts annoyingly, like 20-minute segments. But like, remember back in the 60s, they were like 90-minute episodes. Um, with like. Well, even in, the, even in the 70s, I remember when it... Yes. It went even in the eight, like, isn't it in the eighties when it went from ninety to an hour? I think I want to say. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Basically, like, when uh, Letterman started is when right, right, uh, yeah. and Letterman produced. I mean, Carson produced that uh, that right, he owned that, the hour of Letterman anyway. So, right, yeah. but yeah, you're right. It was it was a ninety minute show, but if it, this this felt like ninety minutes back <laughs> when Jerry Lewis hosted. Um, funny as it was. Um, you know, so it was was that between Carson and Jack Parr or something like that? Is that what it, it is? It was or? when Jack Parr left. Yes, right. So okay. Jack Parr okay. left, and then he kind of filled in for like a week or so. Or um, and um, the uh, announcer Hugh Downs. Um, wow, he, he hosted Concentration back in the right. '60s, but right. he was also um, an on-air personality. He was the kind of the sidekick, and yeah. the segment that we watched, it went on for like. It had to have been 45 <sighs> minutes and but the segment it was all desk piece it was like very few very little guests like they they were promoting like four different guests but a half of that show was devoted to jerry lewis and hugh downs going over like memorization uh exercises and games oh, and stuff like that and, like like remembering the order in which words appeared and it was oh. i don't know it was um it, it was funny to see it was kind of like the like the 3 a.m 
of the Jerry Lewis telethon, you know, like oh, that right, segment right, right, where right. it was just like really right. compelling, but yet excruciatingly boring right at the same time kind of like the end of this podcast you know <laughs> and this is my homage uh, you know i'm gonna do well how i'm gonna do my impersonation of jerry lewis as martin short would do it with the laws in your mouth <laughs> you know when i decided to host a podcast i thought i would take the traditional podcast and turn it on its head and really uh, use it as a showcase for not just one of my talents, but all of my talents. Um, you know, whether it be singing or dancing or telling a joke or singing a song. Um, none of those things I can do. But what I can do <laughs> is remind the people at home to don't forget.
my best to get used. One thing I find, I did my best to get used.